Welcome back to Liquid Gold. Mike, why don't you go for it, buddy? All right. Where the ice is sonic and the gin is with tonic of the Peninsula variety. Welcome back to Liquid Gold here on a late spring, kind of turning into summer day here in Wedgwood, Houston, here at the We Own This Town Studios. Thank you to our producer, Michael Eads. Thank you, Michael. And the We Own This Town Network for having us. They are posting all kinds of cool podcasts, so do check out weownthistown.net. And it's a beautiful day outside here in Nashville, Tennessee. There's a beautiful new tiki bar open on the east side that we've talked Mm. a lot about on the show. Now it's fully open, ready for business. We just had the grand opening, some amazing bands. Josh Kaler from Hula Hi-Fi, Stu, and all his cohorts, the Seahorse Serenaders. They played as well, so that was a ton of fun. Those bands were dope. I I don't even know how you got them. But it was perfect. Just begged. You know, begged. you just beg. It works sometimes. But it's been a ton of fun, man. It's been great having you there. Thanks. And Thanks, Mike. We've randomly um, talked to some listeners, so that's been really cool. <laughs> listeners to the pod. Do check us out on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod. You can also check out the dead monk over here. My co-host, Mr. Kenneth Deadman. He is at D-E-D-M-O-N-K on Instagram. Yep. So harass him. Nothing but pictures of my dog. Yeah, your beautiful dog, Chris. My name's Mike Wolf here today with you. And as always, and some things that we are not going to talk about today on Liquid Gold Canada winning an NBA championship. Boom. It's huge. Huge. Um, but yeah, I don't want to even acknowledge it, really. Uh, no, I give it no, respect. I want to give it. I want to <laughs> give it to Toronto. A great city. <laughs> Great, great, city. great city of Toronto. Great that's, team. That's where I'm going when shit hits the fan, bro. Let's go. Or, yeah, before then, too. Yeah. Find Liquid nice gold hits the road this fall, coming to a city near you. So be on the lookout for that. Some other things that we're just uh, not going to talk about because we're still waiting on our sponsorship, but there's a certain fast food place that has great ice. But I don't remember what it is. I might have already mentioned it today. But yeah. we won't. We won't. Today really it's the unmentionable. Get into it. Yeah. And the other thing that we probably shouldn't talk about is me skateboarding, mm. because I probably shouldn't do it anymore. When was the last time you skateboarded, Mike? It was a couple days ago. I was on what? one for a little bit, and hit a rock. I we yeah, it was embarrassing. I, there's not any video of it. Was I there? I no, wasn't you there. weren't there. What my yeah, you were there. If I could convince you. <laughs> yeah, you were there. <laughs> you were messed up. <laughs> we were drinking tequila. Yeah, that we explains. We were skateboarding. Explains these you got bruises. a few cuts. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome, bro. Yeah. I did a bunch of cool stuff, too, that you forgot about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. By the way, uh, National Ghost Skateboarding Day is June 21st. Uh, Killer. All you kids that um, are capable of riding a skateboard past a very small pebble, mm-hmm. get out there and just push around. <laughs> get a little sweat going. Yeah, it's a good time of year to sweat out that uh, tequila and to sweat out that jet pilot that you might have had. Um, for For sure. And we've got a really cool episode coming up uh, for all you lawnmowers out there yeah. that like to drink beer. Not this episode. <laughs> Not this episode. The next, next, next episode where we talk about shotgunning a beer. So look for that. That's going to be exciting. And today our focus is really... Boop, 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 
Booze news. Booze news episode ish. We actually like joked earlier. Booze news with Kenneth Deadman. Booze news. That's all the outtakes from our booze news theme songs. So it's good to get those out of the way. But we figured this would be a good time as we're heading into summer and kind of the dog days when. It's, anything really makes sense to drink, except for probably a hot toddy. Yeah. But even if a hot toddy does make sense, if you're so, we can talk about that for a second. Because if you're super hot and you come inside, as long as you're like hydrating with water or whatnot, you have a hot beverage. It is going to cool you down. Yeah, faster, so, much faster than a cold beverage. Um, science has proven that if it's closer to your body temperature, it will help lower your core body temperature mm-hmm. a lot faster than a cold beverage because your body has to your body has to burn energy yep to raise the temperature of that beverage before it can process it he's a scientist over here he's kenneth deadman he is the ron burgundy to our booze news mm-hmm. and i guess that makes me fontana and that's fine with me who played that but who uh, that? i think that was paul rudd oh, okay yeah Ant man this is the the unique time of the year where you get to like that middle point of the year where it's summertime, you get to the solstice, and any drink makes sense. Yeah, hot toddy makes sense. Mojito, of course. Daiquiri, yeah. Have a bunch of them. Margarita, sure. Any different number of variations. But uh, Would you drink a bushwhacker on a 90-degree day, Mike? I, actually, I, I would if s- I was hungry. If I was like, oh, I missed lunch, or I'm not going to have dinner for a while. Sure. Yeah, I'd come. I'd kill two birds with one stone, for sure, especially if it was a drink. You're right. You're right. I'd drink a milkshake, like, if I was at, uh, oh, what's uh, what's Pat Martin's place out there in West Nashville? Hubie's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The chili cheese dog. Milkshake. Oh, man. You don't need to eat for, like, a couple days when you have a milkshake. Put me down. Yeah. It's like a sleeping I was, pill. I got lost in the desert. Um, We didn't get to talk about this on the show, but I got lost in the desert back in February and was out of commission for like seven days. I was eating uh, saguaro cacti. Hmm. And when I was able to fly back to Nashville, I had a Hugh Baby's milkshake and I was completely like back to square one. So that's the power of those milkshakes. Yeah. So you got to be careful too. Yeah. Recovery. I was immediately recovered. Right. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to drink too much of them. Like, that'd be like drinking too much Gatorade. Yeah. So, kidney stone or something. So, uh, yeah, just (laughs) throwing potential sponsors (laughs) under the bus and running them over. We love it. That's what we do. (laughs) This was the episode that we joked, though, was like the nothing episode because we don't have a guest here. It's just me and you staring at each other. But it's also like the everything because the last time that we aired, a lot has happened. So much has happened. Um, shit, dude. Like, how do we, co- how do we cover the beginning of Chopper? Like the actual opening of Chopper. And how do you feel about it? Are you rested? I'm not rested. I'm getting better. I'm I'm catching up a little bit. There's been a lot to do in the mornings and the days, and so I've been kind of focusing on that, getting the kitchen ready. Um, we're gonna debut food here. This will air on a Thursday, and the food will debut that following day, uh, the Friday which should be about the 21st. Mm-hmm. So that'll be exciting. Savannah Wright doing the food, and the food's really, really awesome. Rice bowls. We had one earlier today, a test bowl, and it was amazing. Not even an hour it ago. It was amazing. It's probably the healthiest thing I've eaten in weeks. For sure. And then uh, 
some sandos, some Japanese style sandos, or these kind of London tea room style sandwiches uh, with the crust cut off and just light and fun and all these different flavors. So that's really exciting. But yes, uh, the the opening when we just threw open the doors for the soft opening, it was just an amazing uh, scene because we had the countdown song already. We did the countdown. We opened the doors and it was just surreal to see the room fill up and a room where, you know, I've been standing, you've been, you've been in there, uh, helping out here and there over the, over the, the last, whatever, six, eight months, but just seeing the space develop. Yeah. You don't really have really, the feel until yeah. it's got all those bodies in there just like cackling and shit. Yeah. Never really seeing like a party until it was just time to party and it was open because it's not like we threw soft opening or like friends and family big parties we just didn't really we were finishing it right up till the end and then it was just hey it's friday let's throw open the doors and let's do this and those first two days were crazy we had lines out the door and people were uh, happy there was a lot of joy going around and i thought that was really cool we were garnishing everything to the nines and orchids everywhere and um everything was tasting beautiful and it was uh it was definitely an amazing it was busy dude Excuse me. it was busy and it was it was warm like you know like yeah. it was, it had that party warmth to it you know yeah, yeah it was fully tropical yeah. you, i mean you could call it a soft <laughs> opening but it was pretty far from flaccid bro true true i was wondering when that word might come back to the show <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's been a a pretty amazing whirlwind couple of weeks and now we're kind of getting our legs. We did our grand opening the other night. And yeah, I think the one drink that uh, I think people have just loved and totally freaked out about and also has led to just bad decisions being made all over town is the Robo Zombie, a.k.a. the Reveal, which was an old drink I used to do at Holland House that would we called it the Reveal because people would reveal their secrets yep. after having this zombie. It was basically like a mashup between an old school zombie from the thirties and maybe like the more Hawaiian style zombie that would have like some pineapple, maybe some passion fruit. Mm. Um, and ours at chopper, we use like lemon and lime and passion fruit, some falernum and a really powerful rum blend. And, uh, I think the visual of the lime on fire and the robot mug and everything, and people are really having a lot of fun with it, posting it on Instagram, doing all that stuff. But it's really just about people having a good time. Yeah, you know, so. in which they do. I, I think expectations are high because you see that that drink coming. It's in this huge robo mug on fire, and it's like, whoa, what is in there? It better live up to what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. And and it's pretty amazing to see that on a lot of the guest faces because some folks are a little underwhelmed. They don't know what's going on here, and you know that they're just like, oh, just give me a must have. I'm probably just gonna crush it. Get out of here. I don't know. Yeah. And 20 minutes later, there's this like semi-goofy smile on their face. And <laughs> like, you doing all right? And they're like, hell yeah, I am. Yeah. And there's also, there's been some cool feedback where people are like, man, these drinks are strong. Or like these, these drinks are intense. And um, that, that's a good thing really because that's, that's how you do the tiki drinks. That's how you do them right. Yep. And they should be bold flavors. And with all that crushed ice that we're using, the drink continues to change as you drink it. For instance, the Jet Pilot's a great one. And uh, for those of you scoring at home, or if you want to make one at home, we could tell you an easy way to make a cinnamon syrup it would be to take some cinnamon sticks, 
break them up with the back of a skillet. Say pound the cinnamon sticks in like a towel with yes. the back of a skillet. Cover it with a little linen. Bang, throw, bang. Throw them in there. Throw them in the skillet. Toast them a little bit. Then throw that in a syrup that is, say, two cups of sugar to a cup and a half or so of water. So just a little bit more sugar. Let that simmer for 15, 20 minutes. Give it a good medium to hard simmer. Then let the cinnamon sit in the syrup for, say, 24 to 48 hours. So you've got your cinnamon syrup there. It's really easy. If you want to get fancy and you want to mess with the color a little bit, you can throw a dash of Angostura in there, which has some nice cinnamon flavor. So that's a little trick you can use. And to make your jet pilot at home, take, say, two ounces of uh, maybe an Eldorado, five-year, eight-year, maybe a half ounce of something funky like like a rum agricole. We talked to Ed Hamilton, which liquid gold fans or would-be fans if this is the first time you've heard this podcast go back and check out the ed hamilton episodes they are amazing big ed hamilton amazing guest that we had and just a fascinating guy to talk to about rum what a great dude so take a little rum agricole in there so that's your rum you got your cinnamon syrup that you made the the day before or two days before take a half ounce of that then do say a little over a half ounce of grapefruit juice maybe a little over a half ounce of lime juice then you could go out and buy the Taylor's Velvet Falernum. Now, we talked about Falernum on an episode of Shots, so you could go back to that episode where we talk about all kinds of different types of Falernum. You can also look up the Falernum number no. 9 recipe, which is kind of the generally accepted, complicated, badass version that you can make. Or you can buy the Taylor's Velvet Falernum. It works in a pinch. Say about a half ounce of that. Throw a dash of Angostura in there and say... Six drops or so of absinthe. Shake all that up. Open pour into your glass. Or if you want to do it the beachcomber style, like we do at Chopper, use those spindle blenders, the drink mixers, the soda shop style malt milkshake blenders. They're great for tiki drinks. Now, you can get a cheaper one online and mess around with it. Or you can get the industrial version that will probably run you three or $400. But Keep an eye out at Goodwill as well. Yeah. You can find some of those dope. Dope, dope blenders from the 70s just laying around. So that's our Jet Pilot recipe. Um, and that is, that's one of the pinnacles of Tiki Drinks. It was the Luau Room in Beverly Hills and in the 50s. And that drink came from there. And we have made quite a few of them over at Chopper. So speaking of hanging out in bars, tonight, Simon Ford of Ford's Gin. Now we're recording this on a Wednesday, but it's still a very pertinent news uh booze worthy and booze news kind of story simon ford of ford's gin he's an east nashville resident and a future guest on this program we hope to have him on soon and they just sold their company uh ford's gin and the 86 uh spirits company to brown foreman and so that was big news here in the last few days this is from the louisville courier Brown Foreman to acquire the 86 company, add gin to their portfolio. Uh, With this acquisition, Brown Foreman will add Ford's Gin, a London dry gin. And they did not disclose the price of the acquisition. (laughs) But uh, they are really excited about picking that up. And I know that's a big step for Simon Ford, a really famous bartender who also worked with Plymouth for a while. So you got to give him props for that. Guy knows a lot about gin. And Ford's gin is great because it's it's kind of a simple yet dry 
Now, I'm not saying it's not complex, but it's just, it's very streamlined. You can tell that this guy has been around gin for a long time when yeah. you taste that gin. So they're coming in to Chopper tonight to have frozen Singapore slings. And we're also going to be making a pretty cool cocktail for them called the Fitzgerald, where you're doing like gin, say two ounces of gin, say three quarter ounce of lemon juice. We're going to be using a homemade elderflower cordial. Elderflowers popping up this time of year. Mm-hmm. And we're using that, say a half uh, to three quarter ounce of an elderflower cordial and a dash of orange bitters. Shake that up. It's almost like a gimlet with lemon. Yeah. And that's a great summertime beverage. So that's you. a few recipes we've got on this on this show. So that's good. Let me ask you something, Mike. Where's the name Fitzgerald come from? You know, I'm not positive, but I'm I just figured it was uh F. Scott, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. We'll just say it was. He that. always had a coop in his hand with booze in it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, let's turn things over on this booze news centric episode of Liquid Gold. Mr. Kenneth Dedman, what do you got for us today? Shit, Mike. All right, here we go. Uh, in international news recently, a drunk man stole a T 55 tank. In Poland, Mike, man drives tank through through village. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good way to start. An unnamed 40, 49... I, <laughs> I imagine alcohol was involved. Call me crazy. 49-year-old Polish man of no name, not yet, um, was transporting uh, said 60-year-old Russian tank on a trailer when the trailer broke. Uh, while waiting on repairs to be done, his, him and his buddy got drunk and... Took the baby out for a spin. Uh, <laughs> uh, police in the town of Pajensko, um, that I probably just uh, butchered it. We're getting a nine one one ish or whatever their their whatever they uh, their their emergency number is. Getting calls about a, a army invading the seven thousand resident village. Um, when police responded to this report, uh, they found two men standing right next to the tank parked. Parked in a parking lot and noticed the, the the stench of alcohol on their breasts. The two men are facing eight years, eight years in jail for um, for uh, I guess reckless endangerment and uh, like driving a tank. But but are I suppose they're trying to plead down <laughs> extra to, reckless endangerment. I don't know. Like they said that it was pretty easy to drive. Extremely so, reckless. So I don't know. I, I've driven a tank in a video game. It's not that hard. But they, <laughs> um, yeah, they could plead down to a two year DUI sentence. Uh, that kind of falls into like an ongoing booze news theme of uh, hero or idiot. I couldn't really say. Like, uh, in on one hand, he is a hero. Because he figured out how to drive a tank, um, I can't imagine him having much experience. And idiot, because he drove it straight through the middle of a down, downtown area. Whoo wee! Okay. Wait, did we get did we get to where he got the tank? Did we cover that? He was just <laughs> transporting it. He oh. had it. I guess he he, <laughs> he had he the damn thing. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I imagine I it. it was from. Uh, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, dude. But they haven't. Let's have na- him on the show. You speak Polish? I got time. Mm. We got time to learn. Okay. No, actually, I don't. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get an interpreter. We might have him on in eight years, so uh, stay tuned, folks. Yeah. Um, now, in uh, regional news, we have another bourbon bourbon warehouse partially collapsing this time in Owensboro, Kentucky. Remember, we reported on the Barton Distilleries uh, about a year ago. I suppose that was when that when that happened. Um, it has been. It has not been reported exactly 
how catastrophic the damage was, but some have said that it's environmentally not as bad as the Barton as the Barton collapse, which dumped thousands, tens of thousands of gallons of whiskey into the river um, up there in Bardstown, Kentucky. The OZ Tyler Distillery, which was originally the home of uh, Met. Charles Medley's Distillery. Um, mm. God, one of my favorites. What you know, fantastic products! Like, can you mm. name off all their products? You know, like the mm. Wathens. They got the Wathens single barrel. Wathens. They got the um, Old Medley Twelve. Old Medley Twelve, which is a kind of an outlier in the world of bourbon. I don't feel yeah. like people. Maybe we shouldn't even talk about it. Things we're not going to talk about anymore. No, it's a great twelve year and it has a higher percentage of malted barley, so it has that kind of. Just a little bit more complexity. Also, it's super light. Yeah, and a little velvet and chocolate. Cacao you get the sense, like, yeah, these guys have been doing this for, like they say, eight generations. Yeah. So very special people. Now mm-hmm. the the uh, OZ Tyler Distillery is now owned by Terracentia Brands, uh, who are specializing in um, in a controversial, very controversial. Um, aging process of new whiskey um i think that they're using high pressure high pressure oak um basically in maybe like for lack of a better word sous vide in their whiskey into hmm. into like a, a very very quick very quick aging aging process I, th- yep. I think they 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 say that they can do what it takes 10 years to do in a matter of hours yep. i've never tasted any of it so i'm not going to really knock it that much Hopefully everything's going okay up there at the Owens. Sounds facility. utterly ridiculous, but okay. Yeah, it does. Like uh, the, <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole thing behind whiskey and bourbons is taking all that time for it to mellow out in the barrel and get just right. Right, but, go through the seasons. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, if the science these these guys are scientists, man, if they can if they figure it out, then cool, then cool. Like yeah. uh, I don't know, like more power to them. Yeah, if it's as good as Old Medley Twelve Year, they should probably win a. You know, what? What's the science? An award? An award? Oh yeah, yeah. An, a Grammy? <laughs> <laughs> Give those guys yeah. a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> Come Medal on, of Honor, me. dude. <laughs> Medal of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Dude, uh, pop quiz. Who's from Owensboro, Kentucky? What? What infamous, infamous celebrity? Is you know, from I was Owensboro, reminded Kentucky. of this. Yeah, I know the answer. I know the answer because of the epic Rolling Stone article that came out like last year. Johnny Depp. Mm. of Owensboro, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And one of the most awkward, like I squirmed, whew, reading that Rolling Stone article that what? came out last year. You got to check it nah, out, bro. I don't it's, know. It's amazing. It's, yeah. Yeah, he's a mess now, What's man. the opposite of enlightening? <laughs> Dispiriting? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Disheartening? Like blackout. <laughs> <laughs> Cocktail names by Liquid Gold. Dude, give me your f- two favorite Johnny Depp movies. Um, Dead Man. Oh, that's my favorite. That's a good one because the soundtrack is so epic. And he dies in it. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you're a fan. <laughs> I say one. Uh, now I like Sleepy Hollow and I like a lot of the Tim Burton stuff he's done. Mm. Um, and he's had great performances for sure. Uh, Sweeney Todd. That was a great performance. Yeah, he died in but, that one. Yeah. Rum Diaries, which a lot of people hated. Sure. But I thought was so close to... The, the pictures in my head when I read that book, which I've read a handful of times because I love that book, and I don't think the movie was great or anything, but it was just so close to the picture in my head that I had when I read that book that I thought that movie was, was awesome because it was like 
This it, is exactly what that I movie thought. fell like way under the radar. It did compared it did. to Fear and Loathing. Did when when Fear and Loathing came out, it was like a big deal. Yeah, they, it was. Oh yeah, Fear and Loathing. It, God, I, I it defi- it's definitely yeah. like under promoted. I, I think the Rom Diaries were. Yeah, yeah. Not that many people liked it, but it's one of those movies that if you turn it on and you're like, this is just gonna be kind of a way to relax and pass some time. Maybe have a little glass of rum. Mm. Maybe follow along with the book a little bit. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I like that film. I got one for you. Okay. A Nightmare on Elm got? Street. Ooh. Yeah. Talk to me. Yet another movie that Johnny Depp dies in. Dang. You could tell me he died in White Man Can't Jump and I'd probably believe you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did he die in Platoon? <laughs> he was in there. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He probably developed cancer later on. It didn't go on. so like, well. If they did a sequel, like, it's Johnny Depp's character. Is he in Hot Shots, too? <laughs> Part do. <laughs> what else, duh, you, <laughs> what else you got for uh, for booze news? Well, We're getting way off track, which is fine, but, you know. New York bartenders are calling for an investigation after a Tennessee city wins Long Island iced tea contest. This is according to Fox News, too, bro. So I'm getting freaking amped on this. Yes. Oh, Um, God. Calm down. (laughs) Darren. Um, Darren, bring in some Valiant for Kenneth. You stay in there, Darren. Darren. (laughs) Uh, Long, Long Island, New York. Uh, bartenders claiming visit Kingsport's, which is a tourist bureau for the city of Kingsport, who uh, sponsored a local local bartender team to compete in Washington D.C. for for the national best Long Island iced tea <laughs> <laughs> award or whatever. Like yeah, I don't know, do they just shoot you if you win it? <laughs> All right, get up on the stage. Oh, hey, man. there's a noose up here. Apparently, this jackass named Butch uh, Yamali, uh, bartender and owner of Hudson's on the Mile in Freeport, New York, uh, is accusing the team. I don't know how they're fucking doing this. It, it doesn't read really well, so that's why I think everyone involved he in this is, is a jackass. He is accusing this team. They are accusing this team of manipulating sabotage. the contest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they said that they, they had no say in who would be judges at the contest, the New York bartenders, uh, who claim to be an authority on the Long Island iced tea. If they want it, they could have it, really. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they they also said that the judges didn't wear blindfolds for a blind tasting of said Long Island Ice Tea. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, huh. What what I found striking was this uh this Long Island team said they spent tens of thousands of dollars preparing for this contest. I don't know about that, Mike. What do you think? What do you like? preparing what did they were they like walk there yeah i know right like <laughs> we, we did they like, walk there like and he, forrest like, gump it they like, like ran and ruby slippers like, <laughs> like bought new balances <laughs> along the way Fucking jackasses. a lot of cheeseburgers and i don't know dude like this is ridiculous in like kingsport long island you know kingsport tennessee is dude like it's like the city that you get stuck in traffic in right before you get to knoxville it turns a three-hour drive into four hours like they Kingsport has Pal Sudden Service shout out. Oh, shout which out! Is dope. Yeah. yeah, it's and one of my favorite designs of any restaurant. Okay, ever. it's a cute Valley City that you just kind of look off at in the inter- off the side of the interstate while you're stuck in traffic while they're working on a bridge. And you're like, oh, look at that nuclear power plant. Yeah. Look at that nuclear power plant. But do you ever like look off and be like, you like create worlds in your head, like when you you live? I'm doing there. that right now, Mike. Yeah, yeah, like. Oh, you just created just a whole drank. new town? And, yeah, oh, yeah I just cool. drank a Long Island iced tea, so I'm a little 
Well, you know, I'm like a little out of control. Uh, this, this this story spoke to me, Mike. Not just because, um, just because it's like not just regional. It's it's somewhat local of a story, mm-hmm. uh, but also uh, you and I were recently in a bartending competition. Oh, segue. We were Darren. Where's our segue sound effect? Darren, I swear, if you don't get back in the corner. We need a sound effect. Yeah, that is. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know we were going to talk about that. Yes, but that was an amazing time we had at the Martha O'Brien Center. Kenneth Edmund and Mike Wolf representing Chopper, having a great time doing it. It was a benefit for the Martha O'Brien Center. It was at the Martha O'Brien Center. An amazing, amazing charity organization located Seventh Seventh Street South, East Nashville, three seven two zero six. It's actually like one of the oldest uh, charity organizations in town. They they started. They got going in like the mid eighteen nineties when the lady, the the namesake Martha O'Brien, started a food bank at the First Pres- Presbyterian Church to take care of uh, East and North Nashville uh, residents in poverty. Amazing story. It is. It is amazing. Amazing they, organization. They do, they do yeah. so much, dude. Uh, before we get to the before we get to the controversy invo- yeah. involved mm-hmm. in in our uh, in our um, cocktail competition win. Yeah, um, our win with a capital <laughs> W. Um, it we is, took it home. It is important to acknowledge how important Martha O'Brien Center is to. Not just East Nashville, but South Nashville too, because they've recently opened up another location just south of downtown as well. Oh, nice! Talking, uh, they have computer. Yeah. They have computer labs for for um, for adults. Uh, they have K through K through eight um, outreach. They have classes for the elderly. They have a food bank for the elderly. They do Meals on Wheels. They have faith based. They have faith based counseling as well for everyone. Not just not just in the immediate area, which would be the Casey Homes. But also just like all over the inner city of downtown, and like if I'd I'd like to like uh, extend a warm thank you mm-hmm. to them for having us and letting us letting us uh, participate in their fundraiser. And should any of you want to throw like a a benefit night for for Martha O'Brien Center, uh, I encourage you to give them a ring. Um, I know uh, one of my old bosses and. Uh, and friends, Austin Ray of uh, the ML Rose and uh, the hot dog place next to the baseball stadium, Von Elrods. Von Elrods. Yeah, yeah, Von Elrods. That place is happening. Um, we actually got to run into my old friend, uh, Dwayne Loftus, who was, what the heck did he give us? Oh, shepherd's pie. Yeah. Marshmallow and turkey shepherd's pie. That was dope. Yep. And that was for the Music City Chef Throwdown. And that was that was the event that we were doing there. And if you need any more info about the Martha O'Brien Center, marthaobrien.com. Uh, and again, 711 South 7th Street. Uh, they've got a phone number, 615-254-1791. So you can reach out and see what they need over there. You can always donate food, donate your time. Now, this cocktail competition that was for the VIPs yes. and that we just brought the party to. Because we had a lot of rum. We had actually, no, it was not rum. <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked. Mm-hmm. It was, we made a huge batch of port light. Basically, a port light punch. Cocktail called the port light, as in the port side of your boat. That's right. 
Um, but we brought that, and people just had a great time. I mean, it's kind of, it I guess it's unfair to bring that cocktail because it's so delicious. Well, the way we made it was bourbon, lemon, cinnamon, and passion fruit. Mm. And we were serving it over a bunch of crushed ice. We were pulsing it with our spindle blender, and people were just loving it. We had fresh elderflower we were garnishing with and a bunch of mint, and people were just having a great time with it. There was a seven-foot man that walked from the front of the line to the back of the line. He was always in line, and he always had one of our drinks in his hand. <laughs> That's right. We did have the repeat, <laughs> repeat, repeat offender, and he yeah, was a great dude. Great. Shout out. Yeah. Um, but our dude. when it came down to the competition, it was us, and you know Sally Gatza oh, coming yeah. at you from L.A. Jackson. She brought it. She had she had the tequila was her spirit, and they had a really cool tequila like play on a margarita. I think there was yeah it was Sally and Paul some Sally and Paul Morrison. Yeah, Shout out, Paul, Paul. Shout out, Paul. You did a great job. But we were just on our game that night. And we were... <laughs> sure. <laughs> we, but they got mad at us because there was some controversy. No, they didn't get like mad at us. Like, <laughs> but there, Snuck like, in a few other ingredients. But In your defense here, and like, here's where the controversy lies. Like, Mike told me this was a charity event. He didn't tell me it was a competition because he knew that I would not come <laughs> if it was a competition. I, I shy I like, from Get in the car, all bro. competition. It's a good cause. Get in the car. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, apparently there were rules rules that we don't we still don't know because we still haven't read the damn email that had the rules. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's a charity thing. We just like we're gonna show up and pour drinks and make jokes and you know like yeah. Have we're a good time. The party, and it's it was an easy, it was a, uh, it was a great time, dude. Yeah, like, it was. We were we, we were right there next to D. We were sandwiched. Yeah, That's a good one. Between, we were sandwiched in between, between L.A. Jackson and, and Dino's. Dino's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to be. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And sh- shout out to Dip and Alex at uh, at Dino's who who did like the salami taco. Yeah, that oh was. Oh my a, god, salami shell taco. That was a highlight. That was a major highlight. Our pals from Husk, the Husk fam was was there. Katie Koss, Amy yeah. Davis doing uh, a really nice pasta and kind of ham hock dish. That yeah, was cool. sweet potato pasta. It was pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. It was, uh, that was a that Delicious. was a surreal experience where like the three main things in my life, which is my job at Husk, my job at Chopper, and this podcast all kind of and came together what, and what, D- yeah, Dino's, Dino's there. Yeah, you're right. Oh, damn it. <laughs> the place you sign your paychecks over to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And we were on a basketball gym. Like, and it, yeah. And we were right, we were right by the basketball hoop too. So that was fun. Um, and it still shows what a small town Nashville can be. Absolutely. Because everybody kind of knew each other and the industry's kind of tight knit and, People are friends. The green pheasant folks were there doing Hell amazing yeah. stuff. They took home the food portion, by the way. I Those dumplings that. we had, they took it home. Yeah, how about that dumpling Music broth City that they chef had? Throw down. God, I could drink like a gallon of that stuff. Yeah, Mike. that place is amazing. Definitely check that out if you haven't yet. So that was a great time. The Music City Chef Throwdown and cocktail competition at the Martha O'Brien Center. So we have been, man, we have been busy. What else we got for booze news? Anything um, else to close it out? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of trying to like get uh, a little bit more local with every one of these stories, and um, I, I, I I've been meaning to talk about this place for the last couple of booze newses, but I just hadn't gotten around to it, and I haven't even been there yet. But I can't wait to, and hopefully, time permitting, we're gonna be able to go 
crush a cocktail over at the Valkyrie Bed and Breakfast in East Nashville. This three-story boutique hotel with a restaurant on the first floor uh, right there on, um, what is that, 11th? On 11th in East Nashville, right directly in the heart of the Five Points. Yeah, on 11th. I used to live on 11th. Yeah. 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 For the longest time you lived there, and I lived right around the corner and we never met. We never met when you lived there. We probably got in a fight, but we just don't remember. So uh, the Valkyrie features uh, sweets that are that are alcohol themed. Say like a tequila sweet that has you know like kind of like Aztec prints and uh, kind of like a desert vibe. They've got a champagne sweet, a gin sweet that's adjoined to a vodka sweet, no joke, and then uh, a beer sweet, also a whiskey sweet for those rowdy bachelor parties. I think the that that room seats or sleeps like six folks man people are gonna get in some trouble over there yeah i love it yeah i mean I they've it. got that balcony that overlooks overlooks Drinkers five unite, points man. yeah like, that's our like, listeners people are gonna get this wild is like the liquid gold hotel already yeah yeah the liquid gold hotel <laughs> we, got, we got to get over there and do some drinks but yeah they also Freddie, they shout also, out to freddie freddie schwank freddie. doing the drinks there so we'll have to invite him on the program here soon to come talk about it because uh it's a pretty cool thing for the for the neighborhood right there. Yeah, yeah. Because they I needed was... another bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it's actually, I mean, like, for cocktail bars, you know, like... Very true. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that East Nashville really has enough cocktail bars right now. Uh, we got, a, you know, like, a decent amount of really good ones. You got your, your place, Chopper. There's 308 right down the street. They make great cocktails. And Attaboy. Well, I saw Brandon last night. Actually, oh, nice. so shout out Brandon. What's up, he was Brandon? Just watching me freaking pound some East, <laughs> some Five Points pizza, one thirty in the morning, kind of just standing in the dark in that alley around the corner. <laughs> he walks by, he's like, "Hey, what's up, Kenneth?" <laughs> <laughs> pizza. <laughs> but yeah, the Valkyrie is actually uh, right there, nestled in between what uh, I, I think is about to be the, the Moab Bicycle Company, just going into that old bike. Sh- bike shop corner and uh uh the legendary east nashville bongo java and the location where edgefield the classic legendary very quickly forgotten edgefield cafe yeah (laughs) it was like never open yeah it was only open for about two hours a day yeah everybody walked it's kind of weird because everyone walked out the door and with a frown. They walked in with a frown and they left with a frown. I, I had some great green beans there one time, but I I mean, I, I am guilty of really never, ever really frequenting the place. But when the coffee shop popped up over there, I'd be damned if I didn't drink coffee in that place every day for, I don't know, it's going on like Bongo? 17 years. Mm-hmm. Bongo, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I remember one day, it was about 15 years ago, it was it was hotter than it was today. Today is pretty hot, but it was hot, 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 like beat you down until you crawl under a tree hot. And mm-hmm. The owner's kids were running around playing kind of in the, like this little side yard next to Bongo Java. I got all ill with them because they were drinking the condensation off of this uh, window unit AC that was coming out of the kitchen at Edgefield. Wow. I don't know, like, I was always told that, like, that was a bad thing to do, so I was like, you know, like, it takes a village, man, and I was like, hey, you, don't, don't drink that, don't drink that, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna get sick, and, um, like, I felt, I felt justified in yelling at strangers' kids, and they went inside and made a stink about it, the old man comes out and yells at me for yelling at their kids, if only I could apologize to the, 
apologize to those kids because it turns out that window unit condensation is uh, it's actually pretty clean to drink. But but what I was what I had half wittingly referenced was this outbreak of legionnaires in in uh, Philadelphia in the seventies where something like two hundred American Legion that's where the name comes from alleged American Legion co- convention attendees had had developed this type of pneumonia and 25 of them died within a week it was like this really really serious thing which was not exactly a health risk to these children it's usually it, it, it legionnaires is usually prominent in very very large industrial ac units and not very small ones so yeah i don't know how the fuck did i get there dude legionnaires disease yeah legionnaires <laughs> disease shit Anyway, there's this great new uh, hotel yeah. <laughs> in East Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> shit, Mike, I guess that about does it. I could think of, I could think of some other shit here, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it, like that's when, what they call it, bad and bre- beverage. That's back super when cool. like Lebowski, you know, the other Lebowski was like, the bums will always lose. He the bums lost. He, he could not have been more wrong because weed's <laughs> legal now. <laughs> Sports gambling's about to be legal, and there's bed and beverages opening where all the rooms are themed with spirits. So guess what? The bums won. And if there's anything you want to get out of this booze news-centric episode, it is, hey, Mike Wolf and Kenneth Edmund are here to tell you, Woohoo! Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, Darren. Yeah, Darren. The right, bums Darren, won. Get out of the corner. The bums won. <laughs> so we will be reporting on all of that activity, so... Well, that was great, man. A very booze news centric and topical episode, along with some tasty anecdotes. It's been a busy month for us. We need a vacation. I was when, thinking that the other day, dude. Yeah, maybe New Orleans, July. Should we try and go? It's gonna be hot. But you, uh, you like do make industrial a good point. AC. It's like the worst time to go. We should go to Toronto. Yeah, let's go to Toronto and celebrate the NBA title. So what we've got coming up? You can always follow us at Liquid Gold underscore Pod on our Instagram, and we own this town.net. You can find us on there. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and do give us a rating. We invite you to collaborate with us on our Instagram. Hit us up for recipe ideas. Yeah, please DM us. Please. We want to read these we want to read these letters to our guests. Yeah. From our guests to our guests to our for thirsty sure. listeners. We're out of time today, but next time we will go over some mailback and we're going to talk vermouth really soon. We've got a vermouth episode coming up. That's going to be exciting. We're going to talk chartreuse. Mm. That one's going to be really exciting. We're going to talk about... In the same episode? Who knows? I'm down for that. Maybe Home Depot. I don't know if we'll have enough time. But um, shotgunning a beer, that's coming up. Yes. And uh, if you want to go back and listen to any of our old episodes, we invite you to do that. Mint Julep, Falernum, Rum, Tea Punch, Tiki Month, Wine Talk with Alex, Southern Gearist Beer, Sally Gatza coming at you. She'll be a recurring guest, so we're going to get her back. Yeah. So do check out our back catalog of all the Liquid Gold episodes. And for my co-host, Kenneth Edmund, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. It was great to be here, dude. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah. My name's Mike Wolf, and we'll see you again right here on Liquid Gold. Later, Tate.